0: Do you have a private or sensitive dating and relationship issue you wanna chat with me about? Sometimes we all need a little TLC and one-on-one and I'm here for it. Here's what you wanna do. Visit matchmarrymate.com, click work with me and book your individual call. I cannot wait to meet you in the Zoom room, honey. Now let's get back to the show. Greetings, love bugs. Welcome to another episode of the Match Mary Maid show, where I discuss topics and issues to support black women with self-love, femininity, and womanhood and their own personal love lives. I also share content meaningful to black couples, partnered or married, and every blue moon I address the fellas. I'm your host, your girl, Joyce Robinson Myers, and we're continuing our short series titled In My Fields to get us through the fall. Today's episode is all about physical touch. Remember the last episode from season two? It was called Your Feedback Loops and Sweet Spots. I shared a story about this gentleman I spoke to back in the summer, and I told you all I'd expound more on the physical touch conversation we were having in this series. So here I am. Now, usually my content is mostly for black women, but today, Couples and even men can get in on this. So remember, you can expect these episodes while we're in between seasons so I can drop in and keep you updated on all things Match, Marry, Mate. First, let's begin with the power of affirmation. We start every episode with an affirmation as a way to center self, listen to the body and honor our spirit. Ask yourself, how are you today? What moods, feelings or emotions come up? Use that energy to speak life, wholeness and healing over yourself using the power of your own voice. Speak it into existence with an I or I feel. I feel in touch with my body. I feel connected to others with my sense of touch. I feel emotion and affection. Before we start today's show, I wanna remind you of this new feature I'm sampling on the Match Mary Mate show. Of course, I receive my fair share of emails and messages from you all. And mostly they are private or sensitive matters where you don't want your identity to be revealed to the public. I call them secret stories. Well, I want to hear about them, and my team has created an easy and quick form for you to complete them and send them to me. So, do you have a secret story you want to share? Because I'm here for it. I invite you to story time with me and drop your truths while I spill my tea on a secret story episode right here on the Match Mary Mate Show. So you can share anonymously, of course, with me. So no need to hold back. Y'all know what I want. I want the tea, the juice, the beans, and the whole nine yards. You can copy the link in the show notes of this episode and I'll respond in a future podcast episode, but nobody will know it was you. Now, for this episode, we're exploring the power of human touch, including what touch is, kinds of touches, and the love language known as physical touch, with a little insight on how to talk it out with men in general and in light of cup and season, as you already know. I want to aid in the healing of gender relations between Black women and Black men because I'm learning through my coaching practice that when we have the proper relationship, education, including instruction, application, and support, it produces safer, happier, smarter, and more stable dating decisions that improves the quality of our relationships as we enter the dating market to match, marry, and mate. It is my hope that today's conversation gives you more insight on the value of human touch and teaches you ways to add more touch in your life, particularly if you're touch starved. We're going to go over some culture and science again, but ultimately what I share will help men and women better navigate and negotiate this thing called physical touch. Because why y'all? Black love matters, and we're in much need of some Black family power restoration. Happy autumn, happy fall again. The goal of our time together today is for you to consider the importance of physical touch for you, including some of the issues and nuances that arise when interacting with men, especially the ones who identify physical touch as their primary love language. I also want you to reflect on how the power of touch impacts your touching, your sexing, your dating decisions, especially in purview of cup and season, and how you can protect yourself from being touch starved while also being safe and smart. Touch did we all just think about Omarion right now? <laughs> just back into it mm, mm, and let it touch, touch. <laughs> Shout out to sophomore year as an undergrad. That song had them Floridians I went to school with in a chokehold. <laughs> all right, back to 2023. Touch, hugs and handshakes, kisses and cuddles, sex and spoons, high fives and handholding, Frenchies and footies, be it non-sexual or sexual, We humans love touch. We need to be touched, and there's nothing wrong with that. So what does touch do for our bodies? Well, it does a few things, so get your Google on. But perhaps at the base is that touch allows us to communicate emotion, both expressing and receiving. It creates connection, a connection that we need, that we crave as social beings. Touch is so powerful that researchers say it communicates cooperation and trust, too. Touch can soothe and lower stress in babies. Back rubs can lull children to sleep. And hugs can make us all feel safer, while someone simply holding our hand can support us in distress. Human touch matters. Recall my story time from episode 14 where I asked this gentleman what his love language was and he told me physical touch. I told him, I figured, because it's very common with men, usually ranking first or second of their love languages. So my natural response to ask a man that claims physical touch is touch as in affection or touch as in sex. He responded by asking Why can't it be both? Now, it's not that it can't be, but let's rightfully divide some things. Touch can be grouped into two main categories, non-sexual touch and sexual touch. And that's just a scientific fact, as Deval would say, hey, Have you ever wondered if DeVal got that from Kyle Barker on Living Single? (laughs) I may need to refresh myself on the show, but if I'm not mistaken, I could have sworn Kyle was the character who said that a lot on that show. Okay, back to touch. So when I'm discussing physical touch with men, it's important to me that they can accept this truth about touch before we continue, right? I like to get their buy-in. So let's agree that there is sexual touch and non-sexual touch, right? And I'm doing this to just wake their minds up to the fact that touch exists outside of sex. Now, non-sexual touch leans more toward affectionate touch and affectionate impacts and evokes emotion and bondness. Now can some affectionate touch lead to or prompt sexual touch among consenting adults in romantic relationships? Sure, but that does not negate that affection or non-sexual touch is a platonic emotional experience too. In other words, affectionate touch isn't usually intended to only be a turn on. And this is usually where we see a gender split referencing heteronormative men and women. Women are typically the ones saying, they want touch that's not always prompted for or connected to sex, while men tend to view some non sexual touch as a gateway to sex. Now, love bugs, let's take a small rest and reset, and I'll be back in a bit to discuss three kinds of touch, a quick story time, and the male female results from my latest physical touch poll with the side of touch starvation. See you soon. Are you looking to get your love life together? You're tired of not having the tools or community you need to navigate these dating and relationship streets. Well, honey, let's take some accountability, do our work and be in the place to reap all the benefits. I invite you to become a love lady member and officially join the match Mary mate community. You can choose your specific dating and relationship package to work with me. You'll have access to digital resources, video trainings, coaching content, course materials, and even the opportunity to live stream with me with certain packages. If this sounds like something you want, be sure to join today because I'd love to have you. Visit coachjoyce.com to get started. I want to see your face in the play. Now let's get back to the show. Back to the conversation with the gentleman, I said to him that while his physical touch response can include both affection and sex, I wanted him to think about something. So I asked, how can a woman trust that your affectionate touch isn't just the gateway to you sleeping with her? Hmm, inquiring minds want to know, sir. And that brings me to the three kinds of touch that we usually teach children, or at least when you have an education background, you do. So for all my teachers and educators, this may sound familiar. One, safe touches. Two, unsafe touches. Three, unwanted touches. Now, while we teach it to children this way, we carry them with us into adulthood and we follow certain guidelines. So number one, safe touches are touches that are good for us because they cause us to feel cared for, valued, important, and connected. Number two, unsafe touches are touches that hurt our bodies and or hurt our feelings. You know, the kinds of touches that are not okay. And then number three, unwanted touches, are touches that are generally in the safe touches group, but are not desired in the moment. Insert personal boundaries. So for example, me hugging my son is a safe touch, but if in the moment he doesn't feel like being bothered, me touching him anyway, automatically becomes an unwanted touch. And we wanna make sure the touches that we give to people and the touches that we're receiving are safe touches. Now, while I believe that some men, yes, more than women, okay, but some women too, if you need that, have trouble with what's appropriate in the unsafe touches group, and I don't want to get into that for this episode, but you know what I'm saying. It's the unwanted touches that plays out mostly as we socialize with each other and navigate family, dating, and relationships. Now, this may seem elementary or common sense, but I can assure you it is worth talking out. Safe touches feel good, and that's why we like them. Human touch releases hormones like oxytocin, serotonin, dopamine. Our bodies have physical reactions, and we make meaning about ourselves, our emotions, and our relationships. Of course, people who identify physical touch as their primary love language aren't only and always centering sex. I'm just saying that if you're talking to a man, you better get clear, especially in light of cuffing season. That occurs when we crave touch the most. Now, if you're in a relationship or marriage, the conversation that I was having with the gentleman earlier is less relevant. So for my couples, I trust that you already know what your love languages are. If not, do that. And that it is used as a guide to understanding yourself or your partner when it comes to feeling loved and appreciated. So keeping on topic with physical touch, without certain types of touch or certain types of touch in the right kinds of situations, they don't really love or feel cherished. So what are you and your partner's preferred types of touch? And when do you both like to receive them? Yes, that can include sex, but intentionally consider non-sexual, affectionate touching too. Whether physical touch is your primary or secondary love language or not, we humans still need touch. In fact, going too long without human-to-human interaction or even emotional interactions in touch is harmful. The official term is called touch starvation. Touch is a basic human need, and it can be difficult to manage daily life or even make sound decisions in that physical touch department when your needs are unmet, especially over longer periods of time. So I like to equate this to something that we also understand in the world of education, which is how difficult it is for a child or a student to learn when their basic needs are unmet. They don't feel loved, they don't feel like they belong, they're hungry, they're overly anxious, things like that. So we do things in our classrooms or we do things um, a little bit more higher up sometimes for the culture of school and the school experience that students have to make sure that the basic needs that we can cover are covered because it will create so much more space and room for them to learn and grow and evolve and do what they're supposed to be doing as for why they're in school. Okay, you're still a human being just because you're not a teenager in high school who needs a nutrigrain bar to get through the morning, <laughs> to get through first and second period, right? Doesn't mean that you don't have your needs. And when you're dating, when you're looking for relationship, you're still going to want to be touched. You're still going to want to be held. You're still going to want to hear certain things. And it is going to be much more difficult to navigate a dating scene when those needs are unmet. And the more time that passes, it continues to be more unmet, meaning you're either calcifying over, you can't feel, you're suppressing, you're denying, it's so far removed, you have forgotten how to feel and appreciate touch, or you're antsy with it right? And you're just like, anything I gotta do to get a man to just touch me, oh me, right? We don't want to be either. So when it comes to how I teach my clients, what do we need to do so that you can have basic needs met while you date, so that you can stay safe and be smart, and then not also be so bankrupt in your own needs, Now, you don't want to go too long without touching. And for my ladies, you don't want to go too long without being touched by a man, platonically or otherwise. So I want to tell you this small story. I recently met a woman who is the widow. She's about 10 months out from her husband's death. And we were all together in a fellowship. And this woman kind of like sat a little too close to her. If it was anyone else, it would have been like, you're in my personal bubble type thing. And she saw it, she became aware of it within minutes of sitting down. And she said, oh no, you know, excuse me. And the woman, let's call her Miss Hannah. Miss Hannah says, oh no, honey, please. I urge you, I beg of you to stay right there. This is the only company that I get once a week. I am happy to have people sitting by me, touching me, close to me, and just feeling like I am in the company of other people. It's been 10 months since her husband is gone, and she has not had touch-touch in a while. And so once a week at this gathering, she looks forward to that. And then she told me this interesting story about how her girlfriend could see how much she was in need of touch, like touch starved. And so her girlfriend said to her husband, I need you to hold Miss Hannah and give her a really good hug. So her husband, Miss Hannah's friend's husband, greeted her with a hug. And they just locked in and kept it there, right? Until he felt the release that needed to happen for the touch starvation that was stored up in her body. And I really liked when she told me that story because I was talking about not just the need for touch, but also how a woman can have a like a subset need of touch where you just want to have a man hold you, hug you whatever it could be, hold your hand, whatever you can need. And that it doesn't have to be sexual. It just needs to be manly. It needs to be masculine coming from a man. This was a completely platonic exchange, but he held on to her long enough until that storage of touch starvation broke and he could feel it and she could feel it. And once it broke, she was like, thank you, I needed that. And then she was very grateful to her friend for seeing her need like that and knowing how a man can help with that, even though it was not sexual or anything like that at all. So do you remember the scene with Whitney Houston and I believe Wesley Snipes in Waiting to Exhale, how they slept together without sleeping together? Now she didn't say it, but it was clear that she was touch starved and just needed some affection to get through the night. So that's the kind I was talking about with the story with Miss Hannah. Now, this is probably the most covered topic in my coaching practice with my clients during cuffing season, helping them manage their desire for touch, including their needs for intimacy and sex when it applies, but helping them to manage that desire for touch where it is fulfilled in a safe way. I don't want them to go all autumn or winter without touch, especially if we can avoid that, as that leads to touch starvation, and it's just not healthy. Likewise, I don't want them entertaining every Tom, Dick, and Harry, or in my community, any Ty, Dre, or Hakeem, just because they are touch starved or thirsty for touch. There's a way to be honest about your needs while not acting less than smart about them. And if you need help with that, just let me know. If you know you're going to need more touch or skin contact to get through the season, here are some things that can help you to not be so touch star. Many petties, massages, partner dancing. You know, I like me a little salsa and bachata. Fellowship, even if it is maybe like your weekly service. If you're Muslim, go to the mosque on Friday. If you are Jewish or Hebrew or Seventh-day Adventist. Going to the church or the temple or the congregation on a Saturday. If you are a Christian, going to church on Sunday, right? Take advantage of those, that fellowship time and hug, hold hands, talk to people face to face. Also, weighted blankets. I have a client who is a fan of weighted blankets to help soothe her. Touch starvation. And then body pillows, my personal favorite for soothing for such things. And then last but not least, pets. So, to circle back to the summer conversation that I had that inspired this episode, the reason I had to ask the gentleman, did he translate physical touch as affection or as sex? Is because I know men and women process two different things when they hear physical touch. Women usually lean more toward affection and men generally lean more toward sex. So I polled my clients and I asked my husband to pull the men in his networks. This was the prompt. When I think about physical touch, the first thing that comes to mind is, here's what happened with the women. Holding hands being held, hugs, which was the most popular answer, Sitting on the couch and laying in his lap, a gentle kiss on my cheek or neck, playing footsies, cuddles, his hand on my thigh, and skin-to-skin contact or a massage. I will let you comb through that and figure out which of those were more affectionate and which of those were more sexual. Here's what happened with the men. Intimacy. Not everyone gets that space with me. My first love language. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. And why we had to write this show. Cuddles. Precursor to sex. There we have it. There we have it. I knew it would happen. Permission. And I think y'all know what for. And then last but not least, hugs. I really appreciated that the fellas came through on the hugs. However, I must note that hugs was the least popular answer among the fellas. So to be fair, this sample size was small and I asked people in the most convenient way to me. But I still think the point is made. So work on that touch, sis, so you're not starved or silly, especially during the darker and colder months. But also make sure you're speaking the same language with the man on what touch is, especially those who claim physical touch as a primary love language. Now, that's it. And that's all. We end every episode with thought or heart-provoking questions for your journal. Journaling is simply prayers on paper, and the most high tends to those two. Dear listener, how do you like to be touched? When do you like to be touched? How do you want to think about physical touch? How can you protect yourself from being touch-starved, if it applies? And how can you approach and season in light of your touch needs? It's okay to write about the blessings and the burdens. Pour it out into your journal today. Release yourself, free yourself, and most of all, be yourself. P.S. No woman is better at being you than you. Up next in our round two pop-up episode series is a chat about intimacy. Not so much sexual intimacy, but relational, emotional intimacy with an introduction of one of my favorite African spiritualists. For now, I leave you with the words of Jane Harrington. When you touch a body, you touch the whole person, the intellect, the spirit, and the emotions. Thank you for joining me today and tuning into another episode of the Match Mary Mate Show. Until our next time together, love, light, and relationship. Remember. We grow as we go, and I'll be with you in the next episode. Cheers.